I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land which I record from, land of which sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, and you are listening to Getting Higgy With It. 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 Hi everybody, welcome to Get in Higgy With It, a show where we talk all things comfort. My name is Claudia and welcome back to episode two. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm even more excited that you were here with me. Um, Yeah, episode two, we've really elevated who we are. Um, my third eye is still open, by the way, if anybody if anybody was wondering. Um, there was something I wanted to address <laughs> Before going into the next interview um I live right on the train line um so if you hear tracks like a little click clack of trains going by it's literally excuse me literally my house the road and then the train line um so we are acquaintances to say the least it's not all bad you know I'm pretty used to (laughs) pretty used to it now I just have to turn subtitles onto my Netflix and I'm literally fine (laughs) uh but yeah if you hear a little click in the background that's why um super excited about today's episode I talked to once again one of my good pals my friend Ella um to talk about her favorite song which was Good Dancers by the Sleepy Jacksons a lot of other stuff but we just talked about um why she picked that song why it was pretty sentimental to her and yes i hope you enjoy hi ella how are you i'm well claudia how are you i'm well you're well (laughs) it is our third take (laughs) we had some recording issues so then you know some technical yes and then we went on a bit of a tangent Went on a bit mm-hmm. of a tangent, bit of fun yes. regardless. Thank you so much me for coming and getting higgy with it. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Looking forward oh to it all God. week. All week? No, all week. No, I, you, why would I lie about this? <laughs> as soon as I saw Holly's, I went, oh, I've got to do better than that. I'm joking. <laughs> so thank you for having me. And oh I've got God. my song ready. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Okay, do you want to, like, tell... Okay, first tell me the song, what it is, who it's by, and what your process was, (gasps) or, like, narrowing it down. Oh, Claudia, do you really want me to go down that path? (laughs) I mean, you know how hard this was for me. I've spoken to countless people, my family, my housemates. The amount of conversations I've had with you, not even, like, catching up, like, hey, how are you going? It's just, Claudia, I need help. Yeah, like... You tell, you give me a pathway. And, um, but I have found one. Okay. And just full disclosure, a favorite song was very hard to pick. It truly was. I mean, you once asked me my favorite album and that was very hard to pick. Took me days. And a favorite song was a whole different category. It's a big heavy question. It is. And I love music. We all do. I think our friendship Mm -hmm. group is, it's music lovers and- it was quite hard, but I got there eventually. 
And, you know, I, I asked myself questions like, okay, what's the most comfortable song for me? Like song when I'm sad and this is the only thing that uh-huh. makes me feel better. Or is it the song that I listen to the most? Is it the song that I have the most sentimental memories like attached to? Um, and I tried to pick one that maybe couldn't have all of those things mm-hmm. to like a hundred percent. But I tried to pick one that had, that represented all those things, at least to the highest degree. And I picked Good Dancers by the Sleepy Jackson. Okay. Yes. And they're an Australian band. I don't really know much about them apart from their album Lovers, which is one of my top favorite albums. Mm. And I picked it because I've known that song my entire life. It's super sentimental to me. I showed all my mates it and now we like all boogie with it. (laughs) And I find it really beautiful, but then also a really happy song, but then sad. So I feel like it's all those things that I look for in a song. And I said, okay, look, it's got to be this. I know. Oh my God. I was writing equations on the wall going, which is it? What does it all mean? And I came to this song. And uh, it was a long process. It really was. Oh, my God. So tell me tell me about the song. Okay. Like, do you have a favorite part in the song or a favorite lyric? And how does that make you – how does it make you feel? How does it make me feel? Oh, Claudia, it makes me feel so much. I mean, not really. So it's a song <laughs> I was <laughs> – Make so up it's your a, mind. Yeah. Oh, God, as I'm talking about it, all these other songs are coming to me going, but what about me? And I'm, you know, I'm having to put them away and say, I'm sorry, not today. But basically it was a childhood song of mine and my mum used to play it all the time. And when it comes to like my favourite favorite lyric or whatnot, it's not a lyric. It's not really the song has any special meaning. But I remember being in the car and I hadn't heard it in years and my mom just put it on um, when we're going to my nan's place down the south. And we're in, obviously we're in traffic and it's this beautiful landscape. Mm. And it came on. And as soon as it came on, I, I it was like this new memory of when I was a child had come to me. Mm. And so that's my favorite bit. It's the first like few seconds of it. And um, the entire song I love, but it's the first, yeah, like 10, 20 seconds. That brings okay. me the most joy. Um but no, I wouldn't say there's a lyric or anything. It's just whenever like I'm with someone and I've shown them that song or they know that song by themselves and I hear that first 20 seconds. Mm, yeah. I or like even just the first beat, I know what it is, I know what's coming, I know what feeling it's gonna bring me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What kind of like memories do you have to it when you're mm. a kid? Uh I mean, I don't really have memories, and I think when you're young if you have memories associated with a song, unless it's like super distinct, unless like there's a momentary, like a moment where you had mm. listened to that song, it kind of blends into multiple days or weeks or years mm. because you haven't made a decision in the moment to remember that moment. Yeah. So it kind of just reminds you of like an era of that time. And I mean, when I hear that song, I just think of my mom and I being in the kitchen and the kitchen doors opening to the um, the backyard. Mm. In and Yeah, in Marrickville. Yeah. And um, obviously, like, in my old place, it was all greenery. And I just kind of remember green everywhere. I don't know. It was just really sentimental. Yeah. And and then I would have been maybe, like, 16 or 17 and going down to my nans. And as I said, we're, we're stuck in traffic. And mom puts on this um, this album. And I asked her to play it multiple times. Mm. when you're because a kid I hadn't, yeah, no this is when I was about 16 or oh, 17 yeah, or yeah. so because it'd been years since I had listened to it and um it wasn't 
there was no time um, that I could remember listening to from when I was a kid to when I was an adult. So when I heard it for an adult, like a late adolescence, <laughs> and yeah, and um, when I realized, well, not realized, it just it had hit me again. It was like finding it for the first time, but having yeah. all these feelings and associations with it because I couldn't have told you what the next line was or the next beat or yeah. where the song was going. But all I remember was like this feeling. And then it became like the song that I was obsessed with for maybe a couple months and I showed all my uh-huh. mates and yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if there's a, a particular memory associated with it, but I remember that time, the first time I'd heard it after years, just thinking, oh, that's that song. Like, that's that feeling. And not being able to actually know who plays it or or anything. But it just associates with my mom. And my yeah. mom, like, my entire life was always great music and same with my dad. But um, obviously when I was a child, I didn't really have the greatest taste. In fact, my favorite song was Video Killed the Radio Star. And it was on um track oh, yeah. seven of, like, a remix <gasps> or something. And I like would always put it on. CD. Yeah, a burnt CD. Fuck yeah. And I remember, yeah, my mom just like <laughs> being so upset at me because it was probably like a gift, like one of her like ex-boyfriends gave her. I don't know. And she would just like cringe every time I'd put it on. And here I am just like dancing. <laughs> yeah. Radio and so. The radio. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, I'll oh, kill me. What if like my child is just. Oh, anyway. What have so, I done? Yeah, truly. So. Yeah, being around a lot of good music when I was a kid and not really being able to decide which is good or which is not, that was definitely a song that I was so glad to re-find when I was mm. an adult. And, of yeah. course, it's not like I found it on, you know, a playlist or through a friend. Like, I found it again through my mom, which I think is really sweet. Yeah, that is really um, nice. Yeah. And it was, and I remember she was telling me how it was, um, when we were listening to it, she then put on another song and she was saying how she hasn't listened to that in like about a decade. And I thought it was mm. kind of sweet, like both of us yeah. reliving the same era of our lives. So, yeah. That's so nice. Mm. So do you think, because I know your mum grew up in the UK in like... She did. The 80s? <sighs> or 90s? Don't even ask me that. Oh I mean, but she like, came here when... Yeah, so it would have been uh, the 80s and she came here when she was 15 and when she was when she came here, she was a bit angry at her parents for moving to Australia, you know, having to pack up everything and leaving when you're 15. I mean, like, when I was 15, I thought I knew everything and my mates were my life. And if mm. that happened to me, I would never forgave them. <laughs> um, and so when she came here, she was like a straight-A student and then she gets picked up, has to go. And then she was like, oh, I think I found my calling. I'm punk. And so oh, she went down yeah. all these, like, 80s and 70s punk and especially, I mean, English punk particularly. Um, and so that's a massive influence in my music taste. Yeah. And and that's the thing with um, good dancers. Um, it's not a punk song. It's not the sort of music that I really listen to um, just because I, I have – such a not an identity I wouldn't say an identity but most of my music taste is old classic punk and rock and then there's just this song that's just really <laughs> lovely and pretty and a bit like shoegazy even and it's just really yeah. nice so I find it strange that that's that's the song for me yeah. um, but yeah do you know why like why why that song? I wonder if you have, like, so much influence on your mom from, like, the punk era and then also just sort of, like, that whole generation of music. I just, I like, love to know, 
like why, why this, that song yeah like, how did it how did it specifically it? yeah like why it um stood out so much to pick it i don't i mean to be honest when um uh, i remember when i was 16 and i said to myself i made it agree because i've always loved music i really mm. really did and i became friends with people who really loved music and we kind of that was a lot of my friendships were based on the mutual love for music mm. and i was so lucky because i mean holly her and I, I remember we, oh my God, so lame to say, but we bonded <laughs> and we became best friends. And I remember the moment when um, her mum put on uh, Love Will Tear Us Apart and we would have been 12 or 15, uh, 13 <laughs> and we're in the back seat of the car, go to Katuba, and we're both singing a song. And I remember looking over and going like, she's my best friend because like <laughs> that song, obviously for a lot of people, it's a very iconic song and, um, and it's a great song. But I always being 13, thinking you're different or whatever. It's like, well, my dad, like I got this music from my dad and so on. Like I don't listen to that like chart shit. This before no. everyone. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's been around maybe 40 or so years. So, and, um, but no, I, so when I was about 14, actually no, 15, 16, I'm really bad with my ages clearly. Um, I said to myself, I was like, these are my three te- like top songs. It'll never change. And it has changed since then because you don't know anything when you're that age. Yeah. But I said, uh, Time by Pink Floyd. I mean, that, that song to me was such a sentimental song for my dad. I remember him telling me about it when I was a kid and mm. he was like crying, telling me the lyrics. And I was like, <laughs> and I ran home and I listened to it and I, and I, I find myself crying. And, um. And so that's not, that's not even like my favorite Pink Floyd song, but it's my favorite song. So I'm like, don't really know how that works, but it's just so sentimental. Yeah. And, um, and Perfect Day by Lou Reed once again, like, oh, come on, Lou Reed, Perfect Day. <laughs> of course you're gonna listen to that song. Um, but I love Lou Reed. But there's just something about that song that I've always just, I mean, I've listened to it uh, probably thousands of times. And then Lorelei by the Pogues and. That was the song that my mum used to sing to me when I was a kid. And then I refound it when I was about 14. And mm. I still listen to that song and I just cry. And yeah. so there's all these songs and from uh, all different, you got a bit of rock, um, a bit of uh, like classic rock, a little bit of like singer songwriter. And, mm. and then, yeah, Good Dances by the Sleepy Jacksons. I don't really know how, <laughs> how, how it fits in with all of it. Especially because, like, yeah, The Clash is probably my favorite band. Um, I love this. I love fast guitar and fast drums and also kind of, like, shit bass. Like, they don't know mm. how to play bass, but they're playing the <laughs> bass because it's the simple chords. And it's got this angry singer discussing, like, politics and, like, gender or whatever it is. Like, I love all that. Yeah. Um, and so to ask why it trumps it, I don't know. I think it's just genuinely music to me is um, – I don't know if it's about a memory or an association or the fact that it's sentimental or if it just makes you feel good, but that song just does more for me. And, like, at first it was a memory with my mom in my kitchen and then it was, like, friends listening with me and in my my room. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, so I don't know how it it trumps it. Um, I just think it's a really important song for me, which I don't really know why. Um, but well, sometimes yeah. it just happens like that. It like, just happens sometimes, like that. Yeah. Like even how you said that you hadn't listened to it for like a decade and the same with your mom, it sort of yeah. just like found its way back into your life. That's, a, that's such yeah, a nice story. Exactly. It's, sometimes you find things that you lose and, um, and that was one of those. And I, actually, it's funny you say that because all those other bands I'd always had in my life. Like I always had Lou yeah. Reed and Pink Floyd and 
um, you know, The Clash, David Bowie, all these classic bands that everyone knows yeah. and loves. They've always been in my life. But with this, it was just like this little indie Australian band that, um, at least from my knowledge, isn't very popular. And But it has just such a beautiful album. Like the whole album is just mm. so nice. And, yeah, yeah, so Good Dads is a bad song. Don't really know why it's the best, but it is, <laughs> at least for me. Do you think – what kind of music is your dad into? Because I know, like, your mom and dad mm. are pretty heavy into music. Like, both of them, I'd yeah. say, like, maybe more your mom, but maybe I just know that more. But what kind of music well, is Michael into? So, my dad, Michael, um, <laughs> he he loves David Bowie. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what dad who didn't grow up in the <laughs> 70s doesn't love David Bowie? And so he loves David Bowie. He loves Iggy Pop. I mean, Iggy Pop for me. Oh, my God. I'll just tell you a quick story. So <laughs> dad and my brother, um, my brother, I love him dearly, but I got the the, the, the gene for, for music. Not because I play it. Not because I, like, I'm, a, like, extraordinaire or anything. I just have this, like, love Carrying for Carrying on and the bloodline. Carrying on the bloodline. And Connor's like, meh. But anyway, when I was, like, 16 or 15, dad and Connor went to the Iggy Pop concert and I've never forgave them because I was like, really, Connor? Connor really got to go? And um, and then I spoke to him a couple of years after about it because I was like still actually kind of upset by the whole deal. And then, you know, obviously Connor loves Iggy Pop and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, look, I'll forgive this. But, you know, to see a classic like that, like a classic artist who he's never going to play again. And if he did, he's just going to be, uh, I don't know, like probably sitting on the stage. Yeah, like, no, I want to see special. Iggy Pop. Yeah, I want to see Iggy Pop like shirtless, running around looking like a very unhealthy, like skeleton on legs sort of thing. But <laughs> no, I'll just never get that opportunity. So my dad's music taste is uh, pretty ha- Like he loves Pink Floyd. I'd say that's his favorite band. But he also loves like Australian rock. So like mm. the Sunny Boys, the Saints. Um, uh yeah, so or like Ed Cooper and whatnot, or Boys Next Door, Nick Cave. So I was brought up with them, and my mom's just uh, all round English. She just yeah. loves English bands, um, and so they were kind of different because you got like this classic rock, um, which is like Pink Floyd or the Rolling Stones or somewhat even like David Bowie, just these classic artists, and then you got these sort of niche, uh, niche um, English artists. And then I was kind of in the middle, just like mm. absorbing it all. And then when I got older, I got into more classical music and more instrumental music. Mm. And I fell in love with piano. And so now some of my favorite songs are just piano and like, or violin. Um, in fact, actually, one of the songs I was going to pick to talk about was a Naruto song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was obsessed with Naruto and Naruto <laughs> was definitely a... <laughs> I'm sure like you we remember had a call about this, and then you're like, I, can't, I, I can't talk about. It. Oh, I know because <laughs> I called, I called Claudia up, and I said, "Look, the song I might pick might actually be an instrumental Listen. from Naruto," <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, that sounds great," and I said, "But my, I just cannot talk about that. It's just too much." But it's just a really nice song that made me want to play piano, and it led me to play piano, led me to buy a piano, um, yeah. and it got me into actual music writing and what it. Like, you know, because lyrics obviously carry so much meaning mm. and instrumentals just about, it makes you feel something and that's um, pretty cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, so I was going to pick that because that's probably genuinely my most listened to song yeah. is Sadness and Sorrow by uh, Naruto or, with it, or in Naruto. And uh, strange time in my life. It only lasted <laughs> about eight years. Um, and the only reason why it finished oh, is because the series now. ended. Oh, I know. I'm still trying to get my housemates <laughs> to watch it. And they just every time just want to just leave. But um, yeah, so... Ah, uh, yeah, music's a massive part, and I feel as if it's um my taste has definitely developed with my age, um, and it's I hope it continues to grow, and maybe I'll look back and go, oh, good dances is a shite song, um, and <laughs> may- hopefully I do actually, because then it means I've progressed as long as I'm not replacing it with like T Swift, um, Ooh, but yeah. yeah. Hey, hmm. T Swift has a moment. Sure, I just. There's at a time and a place, and it was 2014, and you know it, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a memory of you <laughs> coming to school with one headphone in, and you're like, oh, there's this really good song that's come out. And I went, oh, yeah, like, what is it? And okay. you put the other headphone in it, in my ear, and it was, um, uh, call me, what is it? Call me maybe. Call me maybe. Listen, yes. it was you the song of the year. Oh my! It was okay. topical. Look, it was, it was a tough top year. Royalty. Oh my god! It was year seven. Okay, it was year seven. It was. I mean, don't worry. I was listening to System of a Down. I was listening. I was listening to Disturbed. So that's fine. I mean, it's just different tastes. We've got to learn who we are, some way or somewhere or another. I may not stand by now, but during that time, I I stand <gasps> by my choice for myself at that time. Yes, no, I remember I'm aware. loving that song. I know, and it's Every, just horrible. I know, I it's know, just- <laughs> I know. That's Being fine. A, that's, that's just fine. A personal. Yeah, just I mean, if you take. ever get the chance, go on YouTube and just look up like Skillet, not Skrillex, Skillet, <laughs> and that's what I was listening to like in that period pan? of my life. Yeah, like the like the pan <laughs> and um. <laughs> Yeah, so I was pretty hardcore back then. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I genuinely thought back then, oh, this is it. Like, this is music. Um, I'm glad Did that phase is over. You had a Justice Crew <gasps> No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only met up with them a couple times. I only met changed my last name. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, All right. Yeah, Are you going to yeah, take yeah. this away from me? I mean, come on. I mean, if I was a couple years older, something could have happened, but- I was twelve. It's all. It's fine. But that a that that phase that era is gone. That time where we that all time. changed our last names on Facebook yeah. to Bieber. I mean, mine was Ella Pierce. I was different. That was after John Pierce <laughs> and Lenny Pierce from Justice Crew. Um, yeah, I mean, we really need some more bad boys that are actually dancers, but then pick up singing. I mean, that's yeah, what we actually sure. need. We need more well-rounded um, um Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, could not agree more. Justice Crew, <laughs> 529. <laughs> but, yeah, so good dances. It's real good. Okay, good dance. So, what, do you know, so you don't know why it's your favourite song? No idea. Know, like, no. How am I meant to quantify this? No I mean, is it? Exactly. I mean, it's not a formula. It's just a feeling that you get when you listen to it. And what kind I feel of, like, like everyone go what on. kind of feeling is that? Like is it comfort? Is it just like you want to like crawl up in a ball and with a blanket around you and listen to this? Oofed. Or like what I kind mean- of emotions does it evoke when you listen to it? Oh, Claudia, if I'm gonna be completely <laughs> frank, as I told you, I, it was a tough process to find my favorite song. And 
Good Dancers wasn't even in not wasn't even in consideration for many a week <laughs> and day because it's not a song that I listen to very often. Because the songs I listen to very often are songs that I'm like uh, listening to now, and there's only a few classics that I'll always go back to. And Good Dancers is sort of one of them, but Good Dancers is the one that I have like a quiet and intense emotional connection to. Mm. So like whenever it's played, I'll always dance and sing and so on and yeah. feel really joyous. But okay. I don't ever put it on. Um, it'll be like it comes on in my playlist or my mm. shuffle or a friend yeah. will play it and it brings me so much joy. But then you've got other songs like, that I will always listen to, as you said, like crawl up in a ball covered in my blankets and cry or like sit out in the open green and like breathe in the air. Like all these oh, songs yeah. there, there's a particular song for all those feelings, but good dances is like probably without a doubt, like the one that I've got the most intense feeling about. Um, mm. And it brings me quite a uh, profound joy. No, mm. but it, it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite interesting how music can do that, how a few sounds can bring you back to a place, a place of, oh like, your God. childhood, you know? Yeah, like literally. Even people can't do that for you. It's not like you see a person and they take you back to a time. And if they do, it's, like, a very special person. Mm. But a, a sound or a few sounds put together can do that. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How nice. How nice is that? Well, Ella, thank you so much for coming on Getting Higgy With It. It was such an amazing experience. And maybe I'll see you soon on the show. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. We'll talk about you. Oh. I'll get some some questions at hand. Okay. And, um, I'll oh, see you then. Oh, all right. All right we'll, we'll discuss further. My people talk to your people okay. and we'll get it all sorted. I'll contact Bob. But until yeah. then... I'll keep Higgy with it. You keep Higgy on. <laughs> and have a great night. Thanks, Ella. Thank you, Claudia. Goodbye. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of Getting Higgy With It. I hope you had a fun time listening as much as I had fun recording it. I know that Ella had a really fun time as well. I have since listened to Good Dancers by the Sleepy Jacksons. Jackson, sorry. Um, and yeah, it's a very fun, it's a very Ella song. Fun, dancey, like she said. It's a very good recommendation from her. Um, yeah, that's all from me. It's getting hot in Australia, right? So we're talking needing to keep those hydration levels up. I'm talking two liters of water a day. Really hot days, maybe three. I think it's encouraged three. Keep that up. Uh, yeah. Look after yourself. Look after your mates. Get it in ya. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>